Welcome to the Gold Circle, Australia's number one netball podcast. Hi. I'm your host, Nick Blake, and with me as always is Luke Top. Hey, bitch. What's up? <laughs> Nothing. Just, you know, we're, <laughs> I've just created we're 15 seconds intro. in and you've tested my patience. When we're longer than 15 seconds in, because we're too busy <laughs> yeah, listening to songs. Yeah. Um, man, I'm still coming down from last week. Yes, that was good. Yeah. Um, to all you new listeners, if there aren't any out there, um, this is our regular show format without a guest. We don't have a guest this week, but we're here to talk about the quad series and the results of the last two weeks of games. Mm. Um, and that's generally how it plays out over the course of the season during the SSN and during any sort of the major tournaments. So, yes. welcome to the show. Um, it's going to get dirty because Luke's here, so he always makes it dirty. Well, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're supposed to say yes. Why? I Sorry. love that you were just dead silent there, but you're happy to interrupt me on the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, oh, there was a... We just wanted to say thank you for the... the oh, Nepple Scoop. Yeah. yeah thank Nipple you, Nepple Scoop. Go to nepplescoop.com. Yeah. They have an awesome forum. Love them. Yeah, that's true. If I could have a shirt, that'd be great. Mm. El Presidente, Nat Medhurst shirts are in development at the moment. No. <laughs> I mean, I did consider it. <laughs> There's a couple of things that we have in the in the pipeline, but yeah, uh, we just want to thank everyone. We had such a it was such a huge uh, positive reaction from the Nat Medhurst mm. show, and um, she I yeah, think she was really was happy to have a say too. Yeah, yeah, she was. I she think she was lovely being able to air those grievances sort of on an independent show. Um, I think for where her she was, can swear. Yeah, I know she was worried about swearing that she'd yeah. just be like f this f that. Yeah, we we're just like not nah, free pass. Go ahead. So. Yeah, go for it, girl. Yeah. Anyway, um, thanks for the uh. All the support and all the love that we got over the last week for that episode. Um, you know, we've got some more guests coming in the next couple of weeks slash months. So, keep an ear out for that. But we're back to regular season programming, which is the quad series, which Australia won by like two percentage Did points. They? No. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> they lost, but they won. Would you say that this quad series has been the best so far? No. Why not? Um, I think a quad, quad series leading up to a World Cup is never really... Legit, in my opinion, because I feel like there's a lot of players that are getting time, um, a lot of a lot of you know gamesmanship going on. You know, previously we've seen Harton sort of left out yeah. before a World Cup, and you know I think some teams are catching on to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think Tracy Neville has a tendency to to play with their rotations quite a bit, um, which I, I is mean, smart. Yeah, and I think it was really interesting. I guess watching the results, um, South Africa had a pretty terrific series in my opinion obviously one and two like not what they wanted but they came mighty close in the in the double overtime game against New Zealand yeah. which I think was probably my favorite game absolutely um, if not that one to me South Africa were my favorite team to watch in the series just because they're exciting they bought a I don't know they bought a bit of an attitude a bit of an aggression that I hadn't seen for a while like Potgieter and Holthausen in the circle in the attacking circle uh, for me when I watch them they're, they're really really aggressive well Potgieter missed the World Cup last time yeah she did and Aaron Berger's been out for a while mm. so I think both of them coming back really solidified they kind of have a legit starting yeah, lineup now yeah. like and defensively um, Carla Pretorius and Fuzuma uh, Mawini sorry were Absolutely terrific. Yes. Oh my goodness. Like having those you, two over the, the lightning's league, yeah. just going to be ridiculous this year. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Mawini tweaked her ankle towards the end of uh, the New Zealand game, but she, I don't, it didn't look too major, thankfully. So, mm. um, hopefully the recovery is not too long on that, at least, anyway. So, yeah. But yeah, what are your 
I want to know what your positives are overall. Like, let's. How about we start with Australia? What are your positives out of the Australian team? Um, look, I, I think um, playing with the lineups they had, um, you know, even get to the point where Woods playing gold shooter, like they really mixed up a lot. Yeah. Um, in the mid court, you know, transitioning Brown in and out and Watson and Maloney, there's a lot of experience now um, that they've gained from doing that. Um, so I think I think that was really good. Um, yeah, I think defensively, Mannix for me, she's sort of been on the sidelines for a while now. Yeah. And I think one of the things that they sort of learnt from the Com games is they want these players to be able to just come on the court and not be intimidated and, you know, do really well. And I think Maddox did awesome in that last game. Yeah, I was going to say, it was because Bruce was out with a concussion. Yes. Yeah, so yep. she was she was scratched because of a concussion, so Maddox took her place. And, um, and I think LA had a... She had a tendency because I think she put in Branley and then she put in Maddox. Is that right? Or am I thinking of the other game? Uh, yeah, so Maddox was with Weston, I yes, think. Yes, that's right, yeah. And then she put in Branley. Yeah. At the like <clears throat> halftime when she just like cleared the bench, basically. Yeah, pretty much. But um, I really, again, I, I think we've spoken about Maddox for the last couple of years and sung her praises and how underrated she is as a defender. But also her phenomenal growth, I think, as well, especially with the Vixens and her development there. And we were saying she was underutilized back in the day when she was at, like when she was in her early days at the Vixens, and now she's just I don't know like having that off the bench. When if you've got Bruce out or if you've got Weston out, it's just well, it's she such really a good card to they play. didn't really miss a beat. To no, be they didn't. No, because like you know most you, you think about most like sort of bench players for all the other international teams. Yeah, if they had to come on and go against someone like Harton or Bassett, they would be intimidated. But Mannix plays against them. All the time, In, yeah. Like yeah. it was, it wasn't really, and she got a lot of inter- intercepts to start yeah. with as well. I was going to say, I think the, one of the underrated things about Mannix is her length. She, I think she's deceptive. Like she looks deceptively, like passive, but like not particularly long. And then when you see her put outstretch her arms, or also just basically lean on her leans, she just, I don't know, she's terrific. She's a scrapper as well. Like mm. Bruce is mm. just like pure physicality. Yep. Whereas I think. Uh, Mannix is a bit more gutsy in the sort of scrappy yeah. play sort of situation. Yeah. yeah. Where I feel like she might give away a few penalties, but there's one penalty that like she'll get away with. And it'll yeah, be like absolutely. one of the most critical plays. Yeah. You know, like Laura always used to be able to, she'd get called a couple of times. The, and be like, the gray line. Yep, yeah. And then yeah. she would tread that line and the and a call would go her way. And it would be like one of the most critical calls to swing momentum. And yep. I feel like Mannix is one of those players defensively that does that for me. Mm. Um, and even Courtney Bruce as well, to a point where into like she's, her intercepts she's gotten a her lot speed. better. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She's, with her sort of penalty counts yeah. and that sort of thing. I will say though that the umpire, for me was just like I know we'll get to it in a sec but like pulling players off I was just like oh girl yeah there was a yeah I, yeah we'll, we'll get to that in a second but I yeah I have to agree that there was I, I wanted to be as objective as possible when it came to the umpires but it's really tough because <laughs> there yeah. was just a couple just a couple of moments throughout all the games over the last two weeks that I've been like eh. even England were like what yeah, in some yeah. of the games, yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just and and I, and I felt like um, this is just another example of sort of third party factors that you have to factor into a World Cup. Is yeah. how do you deal with that? And I think um, all Australian refs agreed. No, 
No. Um, I, I, I just think uh, for me, some of the, you know, when you're bringing Maloney on who hasn't had a lot of experience, just understanding how she has to play in those situations when the umpires aren't giving her what she's supposed to be getting. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I mean, Maloney had a, uh, it was good seeing her on the court. Mm. Um, I think for me, you know, again, we again, she's another player that we've sung praises of over the last, while and she's definitely sort of come into her own into the squad, especially I think with Ravi. Still, I think she's still a bit unsure though. Yeah, I, yeah. I think. Um, I, I think the benefit of that though is that she has Watson there to help stabilize that because Watson mm. seems to have grown into her role beautifully. Yep. Um, and she is one of the best players that the Diamonds can field in a starting seven. So I think for me, when I watch Watson and Maloney on the court, there's kind of a little bit more of a balance, and um. I guess a calming nature. I don't know. Watson the like ne- could ne- doesn't give away anything. She's mm. like not really emotional on the court. Yeah. Um. Which ice queen. Which, yeah. Which is amazing because you're just like. Oh, she'd be a good one to interview actually. Yeah. Right. Mm, that is that. not there. Yeah, that's not a uh, a hint by the way as to our next guest. Anyway. No. No. <laughs> um. But yeah, we'll leave. We'll leave Australia. We'll move on to England. How do you feel about them? Um. Weird was mine. Yeah, not consi- uh, look. I think it's always a problem um, to get to a tennis analogy. Um, players, when they have nothing to lose, rip through the rankings, and it's the next year. It's always the second year that is the hardest year because then they have to balance trying to rip up the rankings further and still win things, yeah. but also have to deal with people coming for them. Yeah, when they play other people, people go. I want to be that person. And so they start coming for them. Game plans. I mean, that's the same thing, like to use a basketball analogy, the whole, the sophomore thing where it's like, let's say for example, um, you know, like Donovan Mitchell, uh, who plays for the Utah Jazz, he has, has an amazing rookie season, but, and so teams don't know how to defend him, but in the second, se- like in the second season, they've got all this They footage. do. So you've got to step up your game yeah, again. So it's yeah. got to completely change. And I feel like perhaps, and I think Tracy Neville made a, a mention of this actually in a, I think it was a Sky News article that was posted on Netball Scoop, but um, that they England are still are still struggling from I guess the come down of winning the Com Games gold. Yep. Um, and I think for me watching them here, I did get a sense of that. Um, Harton and Housby, maybe half the time I felt that their connection to me is a scary one. But I think here I was kind of like this doesn't look right. But then I don't know if she's playing games. Like that's the that problem. Is true. <laughs> that's like, true. Uh, like that's the thing is previously, you know, Harton had injuries and <laughs> and then just like rolled into the com games and was like sprinting. destroying people. Yeah, yeah. Like I I don't I don't know. Um yeah, I, I think Defensively amazing, Gus Goth at wing defense. Oh my god, yes, ridiculous! What? A, like, what a, how scary! Did you see poor Brown yes. like against her? <laughs> She's like coming up to her leg. Yeah, that was. I think that was a really terrific sub in because when you watch Gus Goth arms around like yeah, just, she basically just wrapped up Kelsey Brown. Yeah, because Kelsey Brown like loses. I don't know what like. The, well, Kelsey Brown also. She basically has to just put on the afterburners. Oh, she does, and I—I I mean, she does. It, I mean, honestly, when I watch her play, it feels like every single possession she's literally at one hundred ten percent. So I think, I think putting that length on her was a really, really smart sub. I.e., um, I did that. like Firebirds and Evans situation. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah where you've got a really gun uh, wing attack. But you lose a lot if you've got a really fit, like a Laura Langman, who is long, physical, but also has that sort of smarts. And I think 
um, Leila Guskerth is one of those players that I think represents that. But we just, I think for us, we just haven't really seen her play other than in the representative sort of field because we don't watch any of the Vitality stuff. I can't remember where she was before she went to Adelaide. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, but she's gonna be a great pickup. Oh Adelaide. yeah, absolutely. Her Ooh, and man. Shimo, boom, terrific. Um, uh, I really did like what I see from Haythorn Thwaite. She's coming along beautifully. I really love her as a player. I I feel bad for Pittman. I because do because she was in the Diamonds. You know, they won. I don't even remember. Was it a World Champ? I think it was a 2011 was 11. World. I was thinking 11, wasn't it? Yeah, 2011 World Champs. Was yeah, it? I think so. And she basically, you know, performed really well. And then they were like, was it Kim Green came along? And it's like, yeah, Soz. Yeah, I'm Kim move Green. Move aside. Yeah. Um, and then she's sort of been benched again. And then now she's playing for England. She wins the gold medal, which is amazing. Yeah. And now Haythorn Thwaites come along. I got it. Um, and <laughs> and um, she's been chucked aside again. Yeah, and I, but I also think there were a couple of moments where she was run off the court by her opposing player. Um I don't know if, to me, Pittman's resurgence in form came in the form of her playing for the Roses, really, playing oh, in that absolutely. system. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think she was an absolute standout in the Com games. But I just think here she might have been a thorn in the side for the Roses. Oh, that was a bad analogy. But, you know, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, but having Haythorn Thwaite, who I think she has a very... She's very switchable. She can shoot, um, but she can play um, in the midcourt as well, which I think is really important for England, should they need the options. Because I think Haythorn Thwaite... She shot in the New Zealand game. Yeah, she did. Yeah, so she did. She, yeah, she shot she two came out, of three, out. Yeah. So. Um, but I mean, for me, when I look at England, um, it's it's hard to know what the go is with that. Sorry, my phone's Lol. going off. Sorry, that was very not professional. Um, <laughs> but I think when I look at um, England as a whole with these last couple of games, um, the fact that they lost to. South Africa was a bit of a surprise. That was a really surprising result, but I also think that was because of South Africa's physicality, and I think that sort of took them by surprise. Yes, yeah. and uh, I yeah, but we'll we'll get to the games in a sec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I so, think um, probably the other ones. New Zealand. How did you think New Zealand went? Um, it's hard because I feel like Ekinazio and Falao they shot beautifully, high percentages, but I I feel like Kapua wasn't in game shape. Like, she would start off really strong and then sort of taper off. Um, Langman had some really uncharacteristic turnovers in the South Africa game, especially towards the clutch minutes. Um, They still won. But I think when I look at New Zealand, that win against South Africa um, in the two overtime was... That was special for them, especially as a squad that is now rebuilding um, or in the process of rebuilding. Um, I think that's a really special win because that's the kind of grindy win that you kind of need f- to help with with your squad as a whole when it comes to moments where you're down and there's another team that looks like they're going to get your number. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think as a whole, this is this their win loss might not be reflective of their like of their experience, but I look at how they've played and I can't help but feel really confident in them moving forward. Um, you know, one one win and two losses isn't, you know, doesn't look that great, but um, they still looked formidable for the most part, especially in those games where I think their experience over South Africa won them out in that two times over time. Um, and, you know, and they kept in touch with Australia for the most part um, in the 53 to 50 loss to Australia. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of like 
I kind of like what I'm seeing from New Zealand. Um, it's clear that uh, the goddess Tarua is get doing doing her work. Um, I just feel like I really want to see Kelly Jury in this system. I know that I said that a few weeks ago. I just want to see how Kelly Jury is playing. Um, but having Kapoor there is great. I, it's really good seeing her back on the court. Um, her, her experience there is really good. I don't know. She's just... Um, I think she's helping Jane Watson quite a bit too. Mm. So um, I think when I look that, at that... That like yeah. passing of knowledge over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Geitz and... Um, I don't know if it was like McMenamin, but I feel like when I watched like McMenamin, there was those a few years where she didn't look too great. And then I think just playing with Geitz more, she just, just got better. And it was yeah. just like a matter of like the more experience passing down the knowledge and watching and going through the drills and all that sort of stuff. And so. to be fair to her as well, I think um, when Maka um, was, I think she was captain for yeah. a while and they did like a quad series in England actually. And um, yeah, like she was sort of in the team and I think some people were a bit confused, but I think it was more about passing on that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Before so, she left. Um, yeah. I think all in all, my sort of takeaway from New Zealand is... Um, what one? What's the one word I would use to describe them? Um, confident. Yeah, I, look, I think they've stripped everything back and I think they're now trying to put those puzzle pieces together. Mm. Um, and it's interesting, you know, Selby Rickett not being in this team and how that attack end's really going to formulate moving forward. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting because, you know, both Maria... Um, and Ekinasio. Ekinasio. Are, um, like, deceptively tall. Yeah. Um, and sort of lanky and reminds me a lot of England's attack hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if that's sort of where they're going, um, I, I think it'll be interesting because, you know, traditionally New Zealand's sort of always had, you know, kind of a physical goal shooter, mm. um, with Tuvatai and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, and it'll be interesting you know, that sort of change up and who they decide to go with moving forward. Yeah, and I think, like, when I... I feel like this starting seven isn't their starting seven. The starting yeah, seven no. that they fielded, I just feel like Toro is still, like, I'm liking bits and pieces, but I'm not fully sold on. This yeah, is what I'm playing. Testing, she's testing people out because, yeah. you know, there was a lot of people who were excluded from the team. Mm, yeah, um, absolutely. That, you know, she was like, you know, I want to get a Makari out there and see what she's got yeah. going on and stuff like that. Which I'm really glad for as well, because I think Makari is a... She's up and coming. Yeah, I think with her height and her length and her physicality, um, if they can sort of shape that and mould it, yeah. um, she's going to have potentially a pretty long and fruitful for career. Yeah. Um, with the silver ferns. I'm not sure how old she is. Yeah, I actually should have done... We should have checked that. Because I feel like... I don't know. When I when I look at her, I feel like she was underrated for the most part. But I think um, being biased because of her connections to the Sunshine Coast, yep. being in Tarua's system for so long, I think is such a huge benefit. Because it carry. I think... I imagine it would carry over into the ferns somewhat as well. So I think having her on board at least as... The, the glue guy, for lack of a better word. Because we've said over the last two years, some of the big reasons that the Lightning win is because I think Arena Makari does a terrific job of helping instill Tarua's culture, but also keep everyone sort of on the straight and narrow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess, like, for me, Makari is the sort of perfect glue guy. Like, you don't... You, she's not going to be on the court getting deflections left, right, and center. But she is still incredibly effective at making your team successful 
in more ways than one. It's not just about how you play on the court. It's about everything else that, that you put into the, the team as well. So Yeah. Um, all right, South Africa. Amazing. Yeah. This, is a, this was a huge success for them. Um, mm. I think if they beat New Zealand... Then look, I, I think God, the Australian. I think the Australian game was probably the only sort of slight, but I, I feel like they're pretty strong for the first two quarters. Yeah, but I, I think um, for them, they kind of got sort of yipped out of it. Yeah, um, I don't know whether that's like sort of normal plumber potentially getting out coached or whatever because of the obvious connections there. It's yeah. kind of like everyone knows what everyone's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, and I think, honestly, that kind of spurred them on for the other two games, if that made sense. Like, yep. they were like, no, we're not leaving here unless we push people. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I think, obviously, um, I think it was the first quarter they were up um, against Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Australia came back in the second. Um, so, I think they were leading for, like, a quarter and a half. Um, yeah, so in the first, they were 16 and 11, and then Australia won the second 16 to 9. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously that was good, but they sort of tailed off, um, you know, through the rest of the game. Yeah, I feel like if I'm going to choose an MVP player, it's a stupid thing to say, but I think if I'm going to choose an MVP, um, it'd have to be one of the South Africans, whether it's Msomi, Podgita, Holthausen, um, Vandermeer. I think Vandermeer had a really underrated couple of games. Um Pretorius, Mawini. Like, honestly, it's really hard to pick because I'm sitting there and I was like, before we started taking the show, I was like, okay, I need to, cho- I, I feel like I should choose an MVP for the series. There's got to be one. And I was like, who stands out? No one, no one on the Roses for the most part. They, they were fine. For England, I, maybe Berger, I guess, or Ekinazio. Actually, I really like what Ekinazio bought in this series. But for me, I always kept going back to the Proteus because I just feel like every single one of them had a standout game, whether it was Pretorius basically just destroying everyone, Mawini getting that sort of clutch block on um, Falau in those last couple of minutes of the two overtime game. Um, was it yes, two days ago? Um, and also Msomi as well, who was her size, I think is to her detriment because I think she gets pushed around a little bit by more physical defenders. Yeah. Um, but she gets up and keeps playing and she's there. She's following up. And I think defensively, South Africa just looked mint. Like, no, I, I mean, the the scoreline, the Australia, the, when they were playing Australia, you know, Australia 162 to 45. But I look at South Africa for the most part as a whole and I'm like, damn, they are such a good defensive side because they're aggressive and they hustle. Because the amount of hustle that I saw in a lot of those loose balls was, was something else. And the, I think with them... On those hustle plays where the ball's going out, and let's say, like, I think there was one where Pretorius um, just she was diving out towards the corner, and she basically passed it behind her, and it was an open court, and no one was really chasing after it except I think it was Msomi who basically not Msomi, sorry, it was Vandermeer who basically chased down the ball and picked it up. And it was just hustle plays like that. It might not be reflective in the final score, but I think for the most part, when I look at that, that's really important for instilling an identity for South Africa, which I think they're starting to build now, which I think is really important too. Like that, to me, if you've got an identity, that makes you a scary side. This whole series to me is really exciting, I think, because it just yeah, means it that makes it's like me an open realize, field. Yeah, it can be. The World Cup sort of opens up a lot. Yeah, and that's not even taking into account Jamaica. Um, or is it Uganda? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Are you talking? Uh, and yeah, Malawi. Yeah. And Malawi, yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on in yeah. netball space. It's like dope. Jamaica's obviously powerhouse. Yeah. Um, Imagine yeah. Jamaica in this series, man. Holy crap. Well, yeah, I I don't know why they're not looking at expanding the quad series to called, include. Called the Hex series. Wait, yeah. is it quad? Hex is five, right? I don't fucking know. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to look like How a rightful. Um, yeah, shame for us not getting our research right. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, overall, I, I think this was probably the best quad series that I've seen. Yeah, that's true. I mean, for me, it's just more along the lines of, at the end of the day, despite... Like, competitive-wise. Yeah, despite Australia winning, they only won by, like, a two-point percentage on goals for and goals against. Like, that's not a lot. Because England needed to win, I think, by five, and they only won by three. So, if they win by five, they win the series. Mm. But I think, for me, when I look at England beating Australia, when they beat Australia in the last game, I think it was was 52-49, to I... Their emotion when they won, I think that says a lot to me that they actually won against Australia in the quad series. Because I don't think, at, before this point, I don't think they actually had won a game of the quad series at home. Like on, no, not in the UK. No, yeah. Oh. As in like against Australia. I think it was against Australia, sorry. God, I've got to get my fucking facts right. I can't no, remember. It was I still think- on the broadcast. But I think when I look at things overall, you know, like we were saying... The World Cup feels like it's not going to just be Australia and New Zealand now. It feels like there's going to be... There could potentially be sides that are gunning for the silver and the bronze and the gold, for for that matter. It could realistically be England or Australia or, you know, hell, if New Zealand manages to find a way into the gold as well. Like that, to me, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool. It's really special as well because I think I watch, I watch everything else in the SSN and watch all these international players and then you watch them and see how their skill changes in the international circuit compared to the domestic. And it's just really exciting seeing Pretorius develop into one of the world's best defensive players and seeing Emsomi basically almost play some of the best wing defences off the court because she's played in the SSN as well. I don't know. It's just It sort of speaks volumes, I guess, to our domestic competition. I know that's super biased. Um, so, you know, those of you that are, you know, living overseas, you know, we love your leagues as well, but I think the SSN uh, <clears throat> provides... Vitality's getting that. I was going to say, Vitality's is... Uh, that's something that we'll be keeping your eye on. Uh, Team Bath, actually, I was going to tell you this. Kim Kamein is on Team Bath. Really? Barrel Friday. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think it's Team Bath. But yeah, I was watching their first round. Oh, um, dope. I didn't know yeah. that at all. I thought I thought Kamein had retired. No, no, no. She's Jeez. over there. That's that's fucking cool. And Friday's over there too. Yeah, see, I, I thought Friday. I think Beryl Friday retired, but I think she was. I think she said something about losing passion for the game, and I think she went back to study, and then yeah, but then she came back to the A and L last season. Yeah, she was playing yeah. for the Waratahs. I think so. Yeah. Yes. So that was kind of, that was cool. Um, but yeah, have you got anything else for the for the quad series? Um, are we going to run through the games or yeah yeah yeah? Do you want to run through the games? I mean, we were doing the team stuff, but... Yeah. Yeah. What, what Was there a game that stood out to you? Um, ooh. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> he flicks through his notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, for me, I think um, that sort of, for me, crucially, that England-New Zealand game, I felt like um, the <laughs> the crackpot incident 
with um burger i think it was burger going yeah. off um that was weird it was it was really weird because i feel like new zealand had momentum um i was incredibly happy in that game about the fact that they played really well in the fourth quarter i yeah. felt like they still had the speed going i felt like physically all of the players were still able to produce really good performances which i think previously um Taru had sort of said that she was really unhappy with them physically um, and sort of sent them off with programs and said, you need to become more physically fit. Um, And yeah, and I felt like, yeah, they potentially, if they didn't have Berger off, they potentially could have got it a lot closer. So so for those those listeners that may not have seen it, what exactly happened with Berger on the court? So Berger got cautioned and then she basically heartened was like way open. Yeah. Anyway, she came sort of leaping towards Harton and they contacted and like, I didn't think it was that rough. Um, but the problem was, is Berger had her back to the ref. And if you look on the replay, Harton actually kind of braces for it and moves into the contact yeah. with like her body. So she's expecting it. I mean, you're a Nepal player. You always like, do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah, they basically send Binder for, I think it was like two minutes. Two minutes, yeah. I think it's a two minutes in there. Yeah. Um, which, like, it's... It's yeah, just kind okay. of while that's happened. Yeah. And it... But you're basically playing without a goal defense. It was it was stupid. Basically, yeah. their turnovers just went like nuts because yeah. they, you know, had no opportunity basically to get the ball down the court. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... I do agree. I think that, like, that momentum swing was... But they Huge. were coming. They mm. were, they, yeah, they were. They had some really good passages of play, and I think um, England were a little bit rattled, and they were a little bit stalling. Um, I think for them, bringing Dunn on as well um, in some of the yes, yeah, um, yeah, games was a good interchange. So yeah, I think we'll probably see more of her moving forward potentially. I feel like to sum that game up, like the final score doesn't reflect the game. No. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh man, England must have just destroyed New Zealand when in actual fact you look by the quarter by quarter stats, New Zealand were right there with them until the third and then the third it was just like, oh, yikes. But yeah. it, for me, um, that that was, yeah, such a, such a huge momentum swing. And, and can I also add, like Grant was not in the team. Like there's a lot of mm. players that... You know, Selby Ricketts not in the team. Yep. There's a lot of players that, you know, potentially would be starting yeah. in this team um, if at the World Cup that were not there. So, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I, I, I don't know. I feel like it, it's interesting when I look at um, Jiva Mentor in the majority of this series. I feel like she didn't really leave that bigger mark. I think there's a couple of moments where she had sort of key plays, but I... Usually I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, she's destroying she, everyone. Yeah, but, but she was getting called for like everything. I, I was going to say, in in saying that, I think there were some really rough calls against her as, yeah. across all the games that she played. Yeah. Um, because um, she got away with one or two where like it didn't look clean, but she got away with it. But I think there's a few moments there where I'm like, oh man, that is, that's not great. Like that's a bad call or like, you know. Give it, yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard because I don't really want to shit on the umps because. I think another yeah. player for me that I was kind of expecting to maybe 
sort of perform a lot better than they did. And I don't want to give too much criticism, uh, but Thwaites for me... Um, obviously, Seabass being out with her arm. Um, Thwaites is the anchor. Yeah, like she... I, I feel like this was her opportunity to really grasp... Um, the reins and be like, all right, I got this. Yeah. And, I, and I, felt, I felt like especially um, in the game against England, um, she was a little bit unsure of herself and, you know, that could be down to mentor being amazing. But she sort of wasn't committing to where she was moving and there was a lot of pass-off stuff and they were trying to create a lot more than what needed to be created, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, I mean, because th- to me, like, Thwaites has thrived just being really, really good in the post. Yeah. And that's that's her bread and butter. Yeah. But there's a couple of moments where, and I think I'm guilty of this as well as a goal attack, where you're, instead of guarding the post and just holding your position, she is basically sitting there and dodging left and right and trying to, get, like, gain that position out the front or on the side. And I think yeah. the attack, the midcourt that's trying to feed the ball are like, shit, stop moving, stop moving. Like Exactly. We hold wanna, your position. Yeah. yeah so think, we know what's going on. Yeah. And there were a couple of moments, I think in, in like the first possession against um, England, it was a turnover. Yeah. Because it was just like, j- just, I don't know, communication may, might've been an issue. Um, but to me, watching her, especially in the England game, like you said, um, just a little bit unsure. The defences are making her unsure, which is exactly what their job is. And, you know, I've got to give credit to England. Their defence still looks really good, probably just not world-beating at the moment. Um, but it did th- sort of throw Thwaites. Out. Yeah. Yeah, look, um, I think she did get better. And I think there was one game there where she shot 30 or something. Yeah. And did really well. Um, I think that was against New Zealand. Yes. Um, but I think for me, like I I sort of, I look at, I remember watching her in the final, I think it was 2015 ANZ Champs final. Yeah. And I, I don't think she missed a ball. No. And... She was freaking me out. Yeah, like she was amazing, absolutely amazing. She was fucking holding amazing... Um, Geitz was sort of like really frustrated because she couldn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and to go from that to like now, and obviously admittedly that was a while ago, um, but yeah, I sort of think, you know, this was kind of, you know, there's a lot, if you look at any comments when the Diamonds play, it's, oh, why why can't Thwaites have a chance? Like she should be getting on there and Seabass should be coming off and, you know, it's not just about Seabass. And it's like, well, yeah, she's sort of been given that opportunity. Um, And, yeah, I'm... I'm, uh, Yeah, I I just feel bad that maybe she didn't have a great series in this situation. Yeah, I I don't know if that's maybe a result of just, I guess... (laughs) Being second fiddle for a long time. Yeah, maybe. And I think also getting the call up and being the starting shooter for the diamonds because Bassett's out. Yeah. I don't know if that, like, maybe that's like mentally, like just one of those things where it's like, Oh shit, I'm the number one option. Like fuck, yeah. I need to step up. And admittedly she does for the most part, like her, her shooting percentages are still very good. Yeah. Like I, I don't necessarily think it's about shooting percentages. I think it's more about like actually sort of, I feel like Seabass sort of makes that position her own and stamps her yeah. presence. Like, um, you know, whether it's the physicality or whatever, yeah. I, I just feel like 
she didn't really own it. Yeah. Um, and and I've seen her play a lot better, like even Com Games, even the, the last quad series. I felt that this quad series, she was just really unsure. Like Tippett and Thwaites played amazing yeah. in the last Constellation Cup, I think. Yes. Um, they came on together. They were really worked really well. Whereas the game against England. Tippett was bloody <laughs> she had like shots close to the post and she's passing off and then the feeders are just like what the hell are you doing like you had a shot shoot it yeah. and it was just it was just a mess yeah I I don't know it's hard because would you how do you rate Tippett for this series um, obviously the f- was it the first game where she shot like 34 something ridiculous like that um, 30 out of 32 for against South Africa yeah yeah um, yeah, look, I, I think all of Australia kind of had like a weird series, again, a bit like England. Um, I think they they really did well with South Africa. They sort of put that torch out early. Yeah. Um, they were up against New Zealand um, and I thought they should have sort of not let them come out and close the door. Yeah. Um, against England, I was actually really confused because they were only... Down it was down by three, yes, and then it was just like wholesale changes. Yeah, and I don't know whether that was just like we need to give everyone experience against England so they know what they're coming up against yep. for the future. Um, but yeah, um, it, it was it was kind of strange. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it did. I mean, they won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like here we are complaining they've fucking won, but. Um, but it, it's still it's a weird series. Yeah, I think I, I think it's the best quad series I've seen so far because it feels exciting. Where it's like every team is potentially going to win. Yeah. yeah, but also weird in the same spot where it's like Australia hasn't stomped everyone. Exactly. England hasn't stomped everyone. New yep. Zealand hasn't stomped everyone. Yeah. Um, I think that might, might maybe is that's just because we've been watching it for so long, and perhaps it's like, holy shit, this is what it's like when there's a little bit more parity, perhaps. I will, yeah. Or maybe, yeah, actually, I'll say parity because I think obviously half the players for a lot of these squads are playing in our league now, which would indicate to me that they're like they're playing in the best league, so they've got to be good. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's been a successful quad series. It's been really good. A bit weird that they played round two and three back to back. Is mm. that is that how it's worked in the past? Yeah, I, I don't should know. check that. It was it was just a yeah. Those scheduling was a bit strange. Yeah, because. Uh, yeah, it was played over. Oh, it was played over like seven days in New Zealand last year. So that was. The, if I found that a bit bizarre, but anyway. Um, yeah, I think that'll do it. Anything else? No. Good. Great. <laughs> Wait, what are we going to do next week? Um, potentially player interview. Yeah, we might have a guest. Have to check that. But mm. yeah, if there's nothing next week, it's because things are quiet. We might do like an off-season pod, maybe. Well, between seasons pod, perhaps. Oh, the next two weeks we'll definitely have a player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We will. We we do have a guest coming on. Can't tell you because sorry, that's yeah. how the rules work. But um, we'll probably have a guest and we might do an off season pod if we feel like it. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Potentially in person, which will be weird. I know it'll be fucking bizarre. Finally doing something not on Skype. Yes. I, I again, we, I love talking to all our guests, but Skype is the single worst piece of software ever invented by anyone ever. Mm. I said that Microsoft fix maybe it. we should utilize FaceTime next time yeah, if we can find a way to do that that'll probably be a lot better to be honest because FaceTime audio is pretty good 
Mm. Or Messenger Audio, actually. Yeah. That'd be a bit weird, but whatever. All right. Anyway, um, as always, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle and on email, the goal circle at gmail.com. Get us with your comments, um, your ratings, and all that sort of stuff on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, we, we do read them, we do respond to them. Um, if you've got any feedback, uh, if you've got any questions, anything you want us to cover in off season stuff, um, you know where to get us. You're listening to us, you know the socials and all that sort of stuff. So I won't bore you with that nonsense. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next couple of weeks with a special guest and some more netball. What, you don't like it when I go? Why not?